Welcome to the Detailing Business Class Podcast, Episode 11, How to Manage Complaints or Customers That Aren't Happy With Your Results. Coming up. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, depending on where you are in the world. In this podcast episode, we're talking about complaints, how to manage them, what happens if you get them, is it the end of the world, is it the end of your business, what do you do, what do you say, how do you do it? I'll try to cover all those talking points here. And this topic primarily came from, well, the idea came from an Instagram DM that I received uh, where they asked, how do you deal with customer complaints? So there's a lot of, there's varying levels of this depending on where it is in the process. So I'll try to give you all those pointers because, you know, eventually you will have, you know, as, as, as much as you do to do your best and as much as you put in your effort, someone is going to be unhappy. It's just a matter of math that at some point, sometime, somewhere, someplace, somehow, a customer is not going to be 110% happy with the results. And that's okay. That's a part of being business. You yourself look back at some of the things you've purchased, some services, some items, some products, some whatever it may be. And sometimes you weren't happy. You were expecting a lot more. They had great reviews. They had whatever, whatever, and they just didn't live up to your expectations that specific moment. So it doesn't mean that, you know, you are going to be, you can do whatever you want. You can do the best you can. But at some point, even if you do everything right, there's going to be someone that is unhappy. So we'll cover these points. So on this one from the DM, uh, he specifically meant that they, they weren't happy with the results. So the reason why I want, I want to say that there's different tiers to this is because if someone is leaves you a negative review, right, like after you finish the work, after they paid you, after you both went home and, you know, three days later, they leave you a three-star review. Okay, that's different than someone being unhappy with the results and letting you know before the job is over or, or before you leave the job site if you're mobile. So let's say like you're 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 wrapping it up, you're gonna ask for payment, they go inspect the vehicle and then they're like, hey, yeah, I'm not happy with the results. So those are two different uh, tiers, whatever you want to call them, but they are two different points of the uh, of the customer experience because with the unhappy results, like you'd you'd actually want someone to tell you that they're unhappy with, with the results right then and there on the job site so you can address them in the best way that you can versus someone just leaving you a negative review after the fact right so it's definitely if 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 you have the chance it's definitely much better to get the customer to tell you they're not happy with the results rather than them not say anything and then you hear about it a few days or weeks later so Let's stick with this one where they're not happy with the results. So I would first say that, like I said in the beginning, that you eventually will have an unhappy customer. Whatever the circumstance, whatever the reasons, whatever potentially happened is that just know that you are not, you know, you don't have the secret formula to not ever making a customer unhappy. Okay, like whether it be through communication, whether it be they just expected something differently, Maybe they're just in a grumpy mood that day. Maybe they forgot to eat the French toast. Maybe they forgot to go and whatever, whatever. Their wife was yelling at them. Their husband was mad at something. Their kids were beating a headache. Their, whatever the case may be, whatever circumstance happened, you're going to have an unhappy customer. And that's okay. Again, you're in this for a bit. You're, you're a business owner. There's, there's this thing called customer service. And you're there to mitigate and do your best you can to come up with a solution or to make sure everyone is as best as they can be happy. 
So if someone is unhappy with your results and you're in, they're in person, I would start off by asking why, like why, what, what is it that you're unhappy for? Um, and that's basically the premise of it because oftentimes maybe like they might be unhappy and it's like, oh yeah, I can easily touch that up real quick. So the most simple thing is just always ask, even, even actually, let me take a step back is that before the before you accept payment, before the job is complete, the customer has to walk through the vehicle, okay? So if you're doing, whether it's paint correction, engine cleaning, interior cleaning, that part does not matter. That's irrelevant. So before the job is over, you want the customer to walk through the detail and just let them inspect it themselves, okay? Let them open up the doors, let them check the, all the seats or let them look at the paint, let them look at the engine bay, whatever they need to do, let them do that, Okay. And then you're going to address any areas that may need attention. If there's some areas that that are just like that really need to be highlighted, you may want to address those before the customer sees them themselves. That way it, it just doesn't it just you're you're doing it more in a authoritative fashion where like you, you'll let them know before they see it themselves that, you know, some part of the vehicle didn't come out as good. Uh, but for me, for the most part. I'll just let them look at the interior or whatever, and then I'll address any any other areas that need to be addressed. I'll let them know about it, and you and you give them a chance to inspect the vehicle. And so then you ask, "Hey, are you happy with the results?" Like you want to ask that kind of, that kind of question. Are you happy with the results? What do you think about the results? Is this what you were expecting? Like something very straight and obvious, saying, "Hey, is this what you paid for? Is this what you what you wanted? Is this what you're getting? Is this what you're happy for?" Uh, you want to ask something within those with, within those parameters of a question that way they can give you a yes or no answer and if it's not and it doesn't have to be yes or no it could you know they can elaborate of course but the point is you want them to like verbally speak saying yes or no and if don't and you want to tell them hey if there's anything you think that needs to be addressed let me know that way you are giving them all the power if they're unhappy about something, if, they, if they're kind of doubting something, if they think they see it's a stain or a scratch or something that, that they might want to address, you want to give them full authority to be like, hey, you can let me know if there's something here that you're not happy with. You have like you don't want you don't want to make that person feel like oh like he was here for six hours like he's sweating it was really hot outside like I don't want to ask for one more thing but it's really bothered me no no you want to be like hey if there's anything that's bothering you anything in your mind if there's anything that that you want to address you let me know and again you word it, I'm just talking here out loud you can word it differently to make it fit your you know how you talk and how you conversate uh, or how you converse but um yeah you want to give the customer all the power to say hey. Can you touch this up? Hey, can you look at this again? Okay. That doesn't mean that you're going to have to fix it or that like if they point that out that you have to be able to clean it or whatever. No, it's just like, hey, what about this? Oh, yeah, sure thing. Let me touch that up. Oh, you know what? That's actually not a stain. That's a scuffed. Um, you know, that's actually not a scratch that I can handle that's gone through the paint. So that gives you the opportunity to talk it out based on what they think that need to be addressed. Okay. Now, you might fall into the problem where... Let's say it's, um, you know, let's say it's you're, you're, you're correcting paint and you wanted to start off with a two-step correction to get around 80 to 90% swirl removal because the paint was pretty hammered. Let's say, let's give you all the odds against you. It's a black paint. It's a super soft paint. And it just, it's been years of improper washing and drying. And you wanted to go with a two-step correction to really get as many swirls and scratches out. But the customer was like, oh, you know, that's too much. 
not in my budget, yada, yada, yada. So you settle down for like a one step, okay? And you still get great results. Let's say 70 to 85% removal, still fantastic, right? But the customer is like, hey, I still, I still see scratches in the paint, right? And that's what they're unhappy about. Like it's, not like, it's not like one specific area. Well, actually, it could be. Again, if it really depends on the customer because it could be saying, hey, like I still see scratches. And maybe in their head, it's just this one specific section that they always look at, that always bothers them. And if you just address that one specific section, then they'll be happy. So it, it just it comes down to asking the customer, what are you unhappy about? And just because they're unhappy about something doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean that you did anything the, the wrong way. It just means like in their head, in the customers that they have a perceived notion of something and they need it addressed in whatever fashion. And like even if you just like, let's say it's your, your machine polishing and like they're like, hey, I still see scratches. And let's just say you use a light foam pad with a wax and you just pass over it and you do no correction on that specific section. Just the fact that you put some extra work on it after the customer said, hey, I'm not happy about that or hey, can you address that? That might give them like the, the placebo effect that like, yeah, something happened to the paint and they polish it out when in fact you just apply the wax on it and they'll be like, okay, yeah, now it looks great. Like it's it, it can really be sometimes as simple as that because you just don't know the customer okay so it, it does come down to asking for the customer but so let's go back to the uh to the original topic that i was saying where like it's it should have been a two-step correction but they settled for one step and now they're still saying hey i see swirls and scratches in there so in your head you might be like well yeah because you know that's why i wanted to do a two-step correction but we settled for a one step so in that scenario, it's one, make sure you communicate with the customer beforehand what the expectations are going to be before the detail starts, right? Like if, if you wanted a two-step correction and the customer could only afford a one-step, you have to identify and clarify the difference in the results that's going to generate. Meaning with the correction, we're going to get 80, like 85, 95% correction, right? There's still going to be a slight bit of swirls and scratches, but it's going to be mostly... Uh, swirl free. If we go with the one step, there's we're still gonna see a significant difference, but you're still gonna see, you know, plenty more swords and scratches left over because we're not going that deep to remove all those swords and scratches. Again, I'm just talking out loud. You would explain it a hundred times better right now. I'm just I'm just talking to make up an example, but you get the point where if you are if like if you know that service one is gonna give them the best results, but they settle for service two, you need to clarify the difference and what those results are going to be. Because now that the customer is saying, hey, I still see scratches in the paint. If you communicated beforehand saying, yes, we that's what we talked about in the beginning, then you just go back to that conversation to say, yeah, remember we spoke on the phone or we, we talked on the email and said, I, I told you that um, with the one-step polish, we'd still see some swirls and scratches. It still looks 100 times better, but we were still going to see some swirls and scratches because we didn't do the full process to remove more of those swirls and scratches. So it's communicating in the, in the before you service the customer right, on, on the initial phone call or email conversation or, or wherever. That way, if they do try to backtrack you and say something afterwards, then you just refer back to your initial conversation saying, hey, now remember that we spoke about this and we initially talked about doing the two-step, but now since you wanted to lower the price down, whatever, we brought the service down to a one-step and I explained that yada, yada, yada. So that's how you would manage that part. And it, it, a lot of times it's going to, like, if you have, if you're targeting the right customers and you're getting the right audience, it's going to go by easy. 
Okay, like just because a customer disagrees with you or initially says they're unhappy or they're not satisfied or they or they or it, the detail needs a bit more attention, that doesn't mean they hate you. That doesn't mean they don't like you. like you want the customer to be like, "Hey, can you look at that again? Hey, uh, is that right? You want the customer to address it. So don't think that like if they're not 110% happy with the results from the moment that they see it, that you're now a bad detailer or that now like, oh, like I can never do this again or like don't doubt yourself from this point because it's going to happen, right? This is part of the learning experience. It doesn't matter if you're in it, if you've barely been started for a month or a year or 10 years, you're going to get these type of experiences. And the best thing that you can do is simply learn. So now let's see, like analyze the situation and see, okay, where did I go wrong here, right? Was it in the communication? Was it in how I explained it? Is it the customer that just generally does not understand what I was saying? Like, did, did, did everything just go through one year and out the other? Like, where here could I change up my process to where this is, this, you know, I mitigate this situation and it doesn't happen again? So I'm not going to be able to tell you, like, every single last thing that can happen because there's so many things that can happen that will need to be adjusted on the fly. But just always know that, hey, you're not... At some point, you're going to have an unhappy customer, right? And it's going to be far and few between. And don't let that break you down. Again, like I gave an example a while back, I believe, on my YouTube channel where like, you know, you can have 100 people thanking you, saying good job. Or you can have 100 customers saying, hey, good job. Thank you. They're, you know, sp- you know, spreading your name on social media. They're telling their friends about you. They're, you know, they leave you five-star reviews. They, they, they hire you again to clean their other vehicle. All these great things. And then you have this one bad experience and then you're like, oh my God, like I'm such a bad detailer. Like I, I can't live up to myself again. Um, I need to go get trained. I, you know, I need to re- reevaluate what I'm doing with my life. Oh my God, like I'm having all these doubts now. I don't know if I can do this again. I don't want to go through that experience again. And then you just start feeding yourself all these negative emotions and thoughts and scenarios in your head of like that you just, that it's like you're going to destroy yourself off of this one bad, and not even bad, but just one situation that you went through. So don't let, you can't let the negative outshine all the positive that you do. And I actually actually had another DM come in a while back to where uh, they had, I think it was one of his first customers that he serviced, and he also had a complaint on his work. And this is, I think, one of his first three customers that he serviced. And usually when you're doing, you know, when you're first starting, or I'll say this, if you're first starting your business, your first couple of customers, like you want them to praise all your work. Like you're, you're so nervous and shy maybe and like a little worried that like you're going to mess something up. So, you, you know, you try to do your best. You go above and beyond. And to have a customer not be happy or to, like, get a complaint, you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, do I know what I'm doing? Am I am I really that bad of a detailer? So what I would say with that is, again, it's going to be progress. Things are going to happen. You, the, the best thing that you can do when anything like that happens is learn from it. Get better. Really soak it in. Analyze what happened. Backtrack the, the experience and see what went wrong where on your side. And most of it's always going to be in your control. And don't let it just get to your head. It's very important because negative thoughts can easily overwhelm you. Like you can have 10 good details and then one person's like, hey, I'm not really happy with how that turned out. And you're like, oh my God, I am the worst detailer on planet Earth. Don't let that happen to you. 
So now let's jump jump on over and let's say you get a bad review. So that way, like at this point, you're done with the vehicle. The customer paid you. You know, hopefully you went through the process and said, hey, are you happy with the results? Hey, are you, is this what you expected? Hopefully you did that part. But you still got, let's say, a two-star review, a three-star review. All right, so in that situation, it's a bit tricky because, you know, they left you the review. So uh, now a new task for you to do is try to get them to change it if possible. So when replying to re- when you reply to a review and it's a two-star review, do not try to fight them in the review section. Like if, let's say you actually did everything great and that you were super friendly and all that, and you know, all that jazz. And the customer is like, yeah, you know, uh, Oscar got here late and he was rude when we were checking out, okay? And let's say you weren't. You were there on time and um, you were there on time and you were just in a rush and tired when you were leaving. So you're not going to be like, uh, no, actually I wasn't. I got there five minutes before scheduled. It was you that was, you know, that didn't check your phone. And see, like, you're not going to say something like that in a review. Do not fight someone in a review. That's just going to make you look bad. So I would just say, I'll, one, you can just ignore it altogether, which wouldn't be a problem. But two, do not try to like counter argue in the review section. Like that just looks so bad. So just try to be very, I guess, humble and simple with your response because again you don't what is how is it going to look when other people try look at your reviews and they see how you respond just look at it like that like i'm not going to tell you what to respond because it just depends on what the person says to you but just imagine if what are the other people from the outside they look at your reviews what would help them still say you know what there's a bad review but the way he responded or the way she responded was a great way, I'll still give them a chance. So, so think about it in that fashion. But two is then you want to reach out to the customer personally and be like, hey, uh, Johnny, I, I see that you left me a two-star review because X, Y, Z. Um, is there anything that can that I can help you to to solve that issue? Or is there anything that can that can make up for it? Or you know, again, it's dependent on what the person said. I'm not saying you say this, I'm just trying to give you some type of example. But you'd say, hey, is there anything that I can that I is can I go out if they complain that like you know the seat was still dirty on a, like a stain or something? Hey, can I go back out there and clean the stain? Or hey, you know, um, I asked you after the detail if the if you were happy with the results and you said yes. Is there any reason why you changed your mind and now left me a two star review? Um, so you just want to do something like that. Personally, reach out to the customer. Because the end goal is definitely, if you can, is to get them to change that two-star to a five-star or to give you another review, but definitely like change their current uh, rating. And if that's not the case, um, if you like, they're just not responding to you or they just don't want, they just want to make your life miserable and, and not help you out, then if you have a negative review, go out and get a bunch more five-star reviews, okay? Like, like if... If the customer themselves does not want to change that rating, you're not going to contact Google or Yelp or Facebook or, or wherever they left that um, that review. You're not going to go to them and be like, hey, well, look, this is what happened. And like, so I got there early and she's saying I got there. They're not going to care about that. That's your business, not theirs. So don't try to be petty and go out there and, and ask for mercy from Google, Facebook or Yelp. What you have to do is just drown out that that negative review with a bunch of positive reviews. So go out and get a bunch of other five-star reviews and your problem is solved because you have one bad complaint 
amongst the 25 other five-star reviews. So with that ratio, anyone is still going to take you. So that's what I would do if you get a negative review on that part. So, and then I'll go back to what he asked is, um, what's my worst experience? To be honest, uh, nothing that's like that I would really be like, oh, this one time, like this customer. No, like what I just mentioned right here was based off of experience that I've been through with so many other, not so many, but with plenty of customers over the years to where they say, hey, not, not specifically, I'm not happy, but hey, like, can you touch this up? Hey, where I've been called out before, meaning like the vehicle was done. I got paid. We went home. And then like maybe two days later, he's like, hey, you know, I saw that this I'm seeing some squirrels or some hazing in the paint. Like, is this supposed to be how it's supposed to be? And I'd be like, oh, no, you're right. I'll go back and fix. So so very simple, very straightforward uh, things that happened. Nothing crazy to where like someone was screaming or like someone, someone has requested a refund. I've never had that. Um, so it's just like, you know, someone say, hey, like that stain came back. Can you come back out? Hey, like you missed some debris on some rails. Can you come vacuum it? Like, it, like I have had those experiences. Not many, again, but over the years, yeah, I've had some and you just accept it. You are the business owner. You are the customer service rep. So if they, if it's a genuine, like, hey, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's not supposed to be like that. Oh, yeah, I definitely missed that part. Then you go out at no charge and you fix it. Um, again, if the best form is if they, if they're right there, you want them to say, hey, are you unhappy? Are you happy with the results? And if they're like, oh, cool. You know, I was hoping you could get this little stain out right here on this seat behind this because this. And oh yeah, sure thing. Give me one second. Let me work on that. And if it comes out, great. If it doesn't, they saw you work on it, and then you explain that hey, like this stain has just yada 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 been there for too long and what have you. So, um, so yeah. Hopefully, this podcast has helped you out. Um, if you want to, one, I reply to the DMs as best as I can. Doesn't mean I, I, I reply frequently, but I do try to reply to DMs at least once. So if you have questions, you can shoot me at, you can send them to me at my uh, Instagram, which is at Detail Groove. And if you send your questions, they might turn into a podcast episode where I can dive in much deeper as we did with this one right here. So hopefully you've enjoyed and you found some use in this uh, podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram as I'm posting a lot of content over there. Download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business over 10,000 words and it's free. So don't think you have to pay for anything in the notes section of this podcast, wherever you're listening to. And other than that, guys, hopefully you've made it to your destination. Maybe you're done washing dishes. Maybe you just finished your jog and I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.